You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the best store in the universe. Thousands of shirts, but not really. Shop now and support the show at MaddoxRules.com. Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe from having a unibrow to being Kung Lao. With over 3.5 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the first tangent officer, Ron Babcock. Hey! And as always, the journalist in moderation, Taylor Nicola. You got it right in the second try. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Guys, amazing show this week. We've got so much to cover. I just got back from a trip to Mexico. And also, last week, I said if we got enough votes, I would have a unibrow. And for those of you watching live right now on YouTube, and also if you guys are, are catching the, the stream that I post on YouTube, I actually have a unibrow. So you're welcome, idiots. And guess what? It looks great on me. Yeah, we're the idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get that in Mexico? No, I didn't get it in Mexico, Ron. How like so now honestly, when we look at it, it looks shockingly real. Yeah. And more like than that. one of us has has inquired as to whether you just grew it this past week. It well, made me angry. We should you know, we'll get to how good a unibrow looks on me in a second, but first I want to introduce our guest this week. He's an amazing illustrator for Cyanide and Happiness and Any Means Necessary Clothing. Please welcome to the show Sean Koss. Sean Welcome to the show. Bow down, bitches. Yeah. Sean, amazing talent. So lucky to have you. It's oh. been a long time coming. We're so glad you're from Ohio, so you're in town in Los Angeles. Yeah. We're so glad you're from Ohio. Yeah, we're, we're so, so glad, glad you're from that Ohio. you're going yeah. back eventually and leaving our city. <laughs> so Sean came over today, all right? Walks in the walks in the door with his partner Mike. Mike's also in Business studio. Business partner. Business partner, yeah. <laughs> they are from Ohio. <laughs> I mean, we are progressive. Uh, not, that, uh, not that progressive. Not that progressive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but Sean and Mike walk in, and I forgot that I drew on this unibrow, and they said nothing. And so then we went to this coffee shop, right? Get some coffee, and I walk in, and there's this there's this lady behind the counter who looks like Mandy Moore. Yeah, she looks like Mandy Moore. All right, you know, pretty attractive chick. Like Mandy Moore now? No, Mandy no, Moore. Like Mandy like Moore and back Save then. at her prime. Mandy wow. Moore Save. prime. Mandy time. Moore now still is great. So this girl, she, you know, I go in to order coffee. She's like smiling at me and everything, and I'm like, yeah, probably because she feels sorry for you. <laughs> oh, that's not why, Ron. She was smiling because she was so happy to see me, and, and, and she thought I was a real studly looking. Doesn't dude. the unibrow like release pheromones? It does. It does. It yeah. does, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Correct, Sean. Smart man. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like, yeah, this chick's into me. That's cool. This Mandy Moore chick. And then I come back to the studio, and as soon as I walk in, Ron's like, "You look like an idiot." And I'm like, "What? Why?" And I forgot that I had this unibrow on, and that's why she was smiling, most likely. She was probably laughing really hard inside. Yeah. What and you didn't realize is that was actually Mandy Moore. It was, it was actual yeah, Mandy yeah. Things aren't going things well. Are, yeah, <laughs> She's just working at a company. She's studying for a new part. It's a barista. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, you do research for these roles. And I should also mention, guys, for those of you watching live, we're going to be reading some comments from the chat room every now and then. We do get some super chats as well. Uh, Apostolos. From all the way from Greece, two euros is best unibrow in the universe. Thank you, Apostolos. I agree. Wait, how do you know he's from Greece? He's mm-hmm. a Greek dude. Come on, that's, I bet you. I bet you two euros that he's not from Greece. Yeah. Well, you're on, buddy. Italy. The only we'll thing. Find out. The only thing more Greek than that name is this unibrow. <laughs> <laughs> it, but so, but but seriously, Ron, you and Taylor, you guys didn't didn't. Taylor thought it was real. Taylor thought I grew it in. He goes, you grew that after a week. 
It looks shockingly real. Yeah. It does. See? That's what I'm saying. Unibrows look good on me. That's what I was saying last week. I mean, that's a stretch, saying it looks good. You know what? Just because You're I thought right, it was John. real doesn't mean I think it looks it, good. I, I thought it yeah, looked terrible. Yeah, you were terrible. jumping to that conclusion. No one said that this looks good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, let's just extrapolate, okay? If breasts look real, that's a good thing, right? And if unibrows look real, that's also a good thing. No, because it's one of them is breasts and you. the other one is a unibrow. Well, they're the same thing, basically. One makes my penis move. The other one makes it high. <laughs> <laughs> What's the debate today? Well, oh, yeah, we should, we should mention the debate. Thank you, Taylor. The debate is, what's the scariest horror movie? And we all have a pick. Oh, gonna, yeah. I, okay. Okay, good. Uh, I'm assuming it's probably FaceTiming with you with that unibrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, that guy is Greek. I owe you two bucks. Yeah, is he Greek? Apostolos, in the chat room, followed up. He goes, yeah, I am Greek. Ron, pay two euros. That's right. Two euros. That means 40 bucks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Even the process of like figuring out how to pay in euro would be the hardest part about that process. Yeah. I think you should actually do it. I, I- will also accept V-Bucks, the Fortnite currency. Uh, but we should mention that later on in the show, I also have another fan gift. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can't wait to open this up on the show. And we got some quick news headlines with our journalist in moderation, Taylor Nikolai. And we've got some voicemails. So this is a really packed show. And then I think after the debate, I'm going to talk about my trip to Mexico. Yeah. I mean, this is all surprise. You went down to Mexico. You went to go hunt for a unibrow. Do you have diarrhea? I... Taylor. Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler, Taylor. We want, to, we want to keep it a cliffhanger for the for those l- listening at home. Hang on to the end to find yeah. out if Maddox find has out. diarrhea. Find out about my stool. Um, all right, guys. But we should get to the debate. But before we do that, Sean, I want to hear everyone's buzzers. Here's mine. Sean, let's hear yours. And Ron Babcock. Uh, let's see. Then I'll do this one. There you go. If you hear a buzzer from anyone during this debate, that means someone is chiming in to disagree or point out a factual correction or just trying to interject. But let's get to the debate this week. Sean, as our guest this week, I'm going to give you first stab. What do you think is the scariest horror movie? Oh, man. Scariest horror movie. It depends on age, I guess. So are we talking about, like, are we talking about when we were kids or like what we think now is? What do you think now? So uh, the subtitle for this episode that I put in parentheses that I haven't mentioned on this actual episode, but it's in the thumbnail, is what's the scariest movie? And then in parentheses, if you're a huge pussy. So what do you, <laughs> what do you, think, <laughs> what do you think is the scariest oh, movie is man. now? I would say, or maybe of all time. You could say of all time. All time. Yeah. Man, so I'm going to have to go with, I got to say Hereditary right now. And I know someone's talking shit on Hereditary at the moment on the chat, but man, that's the first movie in a very, 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 very long time that scared me shitless. Hereditary. Now, I might have been high off my ass when it happened, but uh, I was terrified. I've heard that a lot, and I don't believe a single fucking word of it, because I think it's all... (laughs) No. I have a reason. It's, it's all marketing <laughs> hype, and you're part of it. You're part of the I never, fucking hype team. I never By the way, saw we should it. be very careful about not spoiling it. Right. I don't give okay. a shit. I never actually saw any of the previews of <laughs> yeah. the movie. Um, I just kept hearing a bunch of podcasts talking about it. I think that's it. the way you got to go see movies, right. by the way. Exactly. Yeah. I never watch trailers. I don't even like to look at the movie poster. Sometimes I just walk up, look yeah. at the titles. I'm like, I'm going to this one. Don't know I what it is. I had no idea what I was coming into. All I kept hearing people go, you, if you like The Witch, which is also a very polarizing kind of horror film, is... You need to go see this movie. So, Hereditary, okay, I saw the previews for it. See, you fucked up already. It breaks one of my own cardinal rules with horror movies, which is kids. Kids are never fucking scary. I'm never afraid of kids. I'm not afraid of 
somebody where if I bump into them, it will cause serious injury in a grocery store. I'm just not afraid of kids. Kids are never fucking scary. I don't know, man. My uh, girlfriend was telling me her friend at work is a new mom, and she went into her kid's room, and the kid was just saying mama and was just pointing, pointing into the corner. And she looked, and there was nothing there, and she kept putting his hand down, and he kept raising his hand and going, Mama, and pointing to the corner. And her just telling me that creeped me the fuck out. Kids are terrifying, man. Yeah. Kids Look, fucking scare okay, the shit out of me. What about Pet Cemetery? Um, I've you ever been on the metro and like a, tw- like a pack of 12-year-old boys walk on, and they're being all loud and shit? No, he's turned off. backpacks are full point. of spray paint. <laughs> that, ter- like, like, teenage, like, high school teenage boys, like, I scare the fuck out of me. Yeah, because they're hoodlums. They they might be they might uh, they might cause some vandalism or something. I think most children are scary because they don't realize the power that they have. All they need to do is just go up, point at you, and be like, "This guy did something to me," and your life is fucking over. Well, yeah, that's true. But they're also like physically not imposing, right? Like if you had to fight a kid, oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Win. I've seen enough World Star where a bunch of kids jump someone. It's never pretty. <laughs> a bunch of kids. A bunch of like kids. four kids. Like one on one, I could did take you, him. But there's four 12 year olds. I don't know, man. Please, I could take 20 12 year olds. You think I, so? <laughs> easily. Are you fucking kidding me? I'd punch right Where through would their you fucking take head. Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> Dude, take, that would be a show. Grave. <laughs> that would be a show I would watch is Maddox versus 20 12 year olds. Oh, I yeah. would pay for that. Let's kickstart yeah, that. I think so. In the chat room, the, I, people are loving that. Everyone would watch that. We got. <laughs> We got we got some comments. Someone said Mike Gam said Ooga Booga is the world's scariest movie. I agree. It's a real a real good horror movie. If you guys haven't seen it, you should watch it. I star in that shit. Anyway, is that the terrifying part? You, being you, know, you know what, Sean? I here. I haven't seen either of these movies. I don't watch a lot of horror movies because I never go into a theater and be like, I want to feel scared. I, you should because it's one of the best ways to actually get out of your head. Is 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 allowing yourself to be scared. Like, wh- I-, I saw Hereditary because I-, I see, I have the movie pass and I see a lot of movies, but <laughs> also, Man, Taylor's I- always fucking name dropping. Yeah. He's got the movie, <laughs> movie pass. pass. Yeah. So, okay, Fandango. so I, I'm listening. Okay. I loved Hereditary. It, it had its issues. It had some, some, some pacing issues. It had some editing issues. Uh, it was a little long, but it really struck a chord for me. But what, one of the things I was going to say about like this whole question of what's the scariest movie, it really comes down to what are you afraid of? Exactly. And all also, there's two types of scary movies, broadly speaking. There's horror and terror. A lot of people, when they talk about scariest movie they've ever seen, they're talking about jump scares. And that's an element or a trope of terror films, whereas to me, scary is horror. And Hereditary was horror. It did have its terror tropes, it did have jump scares, but it really struck a, a, a deeper deeper level of of horror for me um and actually like i saw it with some friends who are also big horror fans and it really scared them too um to me the scariest movie of all time is is halloween um but also like there is a, a nostalgia basis to that if you're not talking about the the nostalgia basis um easily uh, i would say the ring was probably the scariest movie I've oh ever the seen. ring the ring was decent it was like it was a good horror movie but i wouldn't say i was scared cuz i'm really tough but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'd punch that 12 year old in the face too yeah again another fucking kid i'm not afraid of kids <laughs> just it's funny to go to the a scary movie with maddox cuz he always stands up in the middle of it points at the screen and goes i'm not scared of you <laughs> like dude sit down 
<laughs> no, people are like, ooh, who's that man? Like, if he keeps saying it, he'll believe it. I don't believe know. It. You know what movie scared me is I used to live with this guy named Ben, and around Halloween, every single day, he would, like, that whole month, he would watch just scare, a scary movie every single day. I'm one of those guys. Yep. Oh, fucking hair. the worst. I called it Scary Movie Month. Yeah. I would, I would post a schedule yeah. and I'd say, friends who want to come over, you can come over. Come on over for Scaretober. You know? <laughs> they all watch, and it's like 8 a.m. and I'm seeing like some like girl getting murdered on the TV. And I'm like, I haven't even had yeah. my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember- uh, A little early for porn. He sat me down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he sat, he sat me down and he made me watch a room that- scared the shit out of me i don't even know this if this is like a scary move in your world but i think it was called neighbors and it was like i think i've heard of that yeah it was they were um they there's this like people who coming to the door starring zach efron no it wasn't was it his <laughs> no. abs here it's like i'm yeah. scared of that is it neighbor singular it was about people coming to the door and they like it was it, it was I, the best thing about it was the fact that sound, it was one of those movies where like not much happened, but when like there was a knock on the door, like I almost shit my pants. Was it Mother? Are you thinking of Mother? No, it no? wasn't Mother. Because I, I kept, I have only seen part of that movie. I it couldn't like even get through something, it. Something or Next Door, Strangers. God damn it! I'm gonna look it up. Well, while while you uh, while you look that up, I will say I will say this. Taylor's description and Sean, this is a point against you because Taylor Taylor did a good job of describing the difference between what you say it's horror versus what terror terror horror versus terror. Now terror is jump scares. You would define right. Broadly speaking, yes. Okay. I agree with that description. And Sean, had you come out of the gates, guns blazing with that fucking argument, I would have been like, Sean, still shitty argument. But <laughs> I didn't even to even voice my opinion on hereditary. Oh, yeah. You still didn't. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what was what was scary about hereditary? So hereditary, with my age now, having two daughters, unfortunately for them, uh, seeing the dynamics of this family Am I allowed to spoil shit, or am I not spoiling I, shit? I think we shouldn't spoil, because the people don't like that. Okay. So, well, as a parent, because I was telling you earlier about how, depending on the age, being or horror movies are subjective on what's scary. So, back when I was growing up, like you said, um, the Michael Myers series was terrifying. Um Arachnophobia scared the piss out of me. You know, not having, I'm not a big fan of spiders. I am a pussy. Big old yeah. vagina. Arachnophobia, jaws if you're afraid jaws. of sharks and uh, oceans. Commitment but, if you're. Commit, yeah. <laughs> lots of commitment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys see commitment? It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> and it lasts your whole life. <laughs> I like being scared, so I committed to having two kids. I'm like, I just want to be terrified every day of my life. <laughs> they it, should, it's working. They should make a movie, seriously, a horror movie called Commitment, where you just go to a bar and every chick you hook up with like wants to be your girlfriend. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Ten years minimum. Would yeah. you like to meet my father? <laughs> no, we just. This is just a one night stand. It's nice to meet you, son. <laughs> so, like so always there. What are you saying that you? you uh, because you have daughters, hereditary. So hereditary with the whole. Um, so the daughter who's kind of a whack job, I guess, in some well, I not so much of a whack job. I think she's on the spectrum a little bit, uh, like uh, autistic on some level, um, just from like seeing how she response to emotion stuff like that she's very flat affect but just the events that happen with her and during like the scene that happens being a parent was the most horrifying thing on earth to me right and when we actually saw it at like columbus we were um, like, hey, let's go see a fucking movie let's go see this hereditary Wait, and i'll hold hands hold on do they not have like a movie theater in akron 
Well, we were down there for a uh, Comic Con okay. convention. Because I was going to be like, guys, they can't afford. Akron is way smaller than <laughs> right, I thought. They can't afford uh, movie theaters. But so, when that scene happened, and then seeing the repercussions after, like the family dynamic, and then uh, that was really terrifying to me personally. Right. Um, and then once it gets into the third act, then I just got creeped the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, that, let's like, not spoil the third right. act at all. The third act is literally probably one of my favorite. Um, very and tonally it, similar to The Witch, which you mentioned. Yes, earlier. right. And The Witch, I think a lot of people hated on because it was such a slow burn. People want that jump scare. The Witch, the witch had a shit ending. Can we just uh, talk about the elephant in the room? There's a shit ending for that fucking movie. You're, I'm no. going to fucking spoil it right now. All right, so she becomes, she, at the very end, she's like floating around, and I think you see her boobs, so that's cool. But then other than that... <laughs> no, I don't think they showed her. It was the three old women. Yeah, and then you see their boobs. That's cool. Right, saggy that's, titties. That's so, awesome. It's so, something... Compounding on what you were saying about Hereditary, the the thing that you you were scared about uh, uh, that that terrified you or, or horrified you was very similar to to what I experienced. Where it's like there are several layers of horror to that film. One, there's the obvious one that is what the movie's about that I don't want to spoil. But then there's there's several layers about trauma, which is a very horrifying human experience that we all go through. But like it's hard to see it on screen, uh, as well as just family deconstruction um which we all have families and the idea that any of our families like our support system our our our, that is the core to our existence for most of humans is our family and having that deconstruct in any way shape or form is one of the most horrifying experiences that a human being could have the strangers that was the the name of the movie just found it great that's another good one because the ending to that is perfect. I love no motive to the violent set. And that curse. I agree with you. No. That is one of the no. Yes. No, no, no. Because no. yeah, sometimes that's real. life doesn't have a motive, Taylor. Well, yeah. Well, the reality of like people die every day. Like, well, a serial killer, like just like okay, so like the BTK killer um, would choose people. They didn't do anything wrong. It That's, just happened to be there. I, I think it was Romero that said you always need a, metaf- the, a metaphor in your horror film. Otherwise, it's just chaos. So, like, chaos is fucking terrifying. Yeah. I mean, if there's no motive, that's scarier. Like, why'd you do it? You were there. Like, you were home. I felt like doing it to you. Uh, That's more scary to me than someone going, I've been watching you for 10 years and I finally got you. Yeah. And if there's no reason, there's no rhyme or reason, then there's, there's no, like, they're literally doing it, it for the whole. It, it, it means purpose. that it can truly happen to anybody, right? Well, that's that to me. First of all, is liberating, and second, <laughs> yeah, there's, I can't wait to kill. There's, there's I, feel, I feel like your whole life is just a preparation that the purge might actually happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm so ready. I got my, I got, I got, I got my stash. You know, how, like you, like we all have a secret superpower. Yeah, like, this is the lust I feel like murder. yours is like. I, I think I do really well in the purge. I, you know what? No joke. I really think that I'm a hero. And I just don't get very many opportunities to show people, and that's the problem. So you're gonna that's kill why... them by showing them, like no, I, in the you purge? know, if I if this was like you know ancient times, you know, when we had huge fucking battles, I'd be the front of the line taking out like twenty heads, of, like twelve year olds, bunch of twelve year olds, bunch of twelve year, yeah, bringing it back. Um, you said I, I think chaos is scary, but I think it's just bad writing because I feel like that means that the the screenwriter was like I don't know, well, they're, they're just like, there. It's a bit like non sequiturs and comedy. You know, where it's, it can be really funny, but it's also like, 
Well, if any if anything's funny, it's just like it is kind. Of, it like, can it can be lazy. If yeah, you use it as a crutch. It also can be really funny. But, but chaos as a as a murder motive or or lack of motive rather, there's a chance that it might not happen, which makes it not scary. So if if it's if it's arbitrary, right? If the if the murderer like, yeah, maybe I'll kill you, maybe I won't. Well, okay, there's a chance I'll live. That's that to me is less scary and less intimidating than someone who's like, oh, he's definitely gonna kill you, like Jason. In Friday the Thirteenth is definitely going to kill you. He just—that's ki- what he does. He kills. Yeah. There's so, no chance you're not going to get killed. He's Jason. <laughs> Him and Michael Myers are the laziest killers I've ever seen. What do you mean? They're always fucking running. They How just, dare you? They don't run. They walk. Well, that's, that's something. They're, they're that lazy. You no, know, they like, do get I want to hear ten thousand steps yeah. every yeah. day. I want to see if he's got a Fitbit on. That yeah. thing's probably like <laughs> fucking hundred thousand steps over on Crystal. Put oh, a, was it Crystal po- Lake? Yeah, Crystal Lake. Put a Pokemon trainer on that bad boy. If he has a Fitbit, he must get so many more steps from stabbing all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, just the How motion. many calories have I burned? Oh, uh, we should also mention, we just, just kind of t- uh, talked about this at the top of the show, Sean. You have this clothing company called Any Means Necessary, oh, yeah. which is just blown up. And you also do this thing for Inktober, which is something that a lot of illustrators do. But you did this mental health awareness series, right, where you yeah. tried to illustrate all the different types of mental awareness things. And we should talk about this real quick as a quick aside, because I think this is really important. And your work and your clothing is so amazing. You guys, if you've seen on the stream, sometimes I wear a shirt that has Jason from Friday the 13th on it. That's Sean's shirt. That's yeah, the, yeah. Him and his him and his partner Mike, and it's, it's just amazing, amazing business stuff. Business partner, business partner. <laughs> oh yeah, Which, they're not that way, progressive. <laughs> only partners on the weekends. You guys, I w- You guys should do like when somebody says partner, you guys should yell out business partner. But well, then also yell out who like to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, I'll I'll tell you about the mental. Illness. Uh, he had. I just want to tell you a quick story about Michael over here, who's my business partner, uh, Michael Nemitz. He, we were on a vacation. We came back, and he's like, "Man, I my stomach hurts." I'm like, you're probably constipated because you you always have stomach issues. What ends up his appendix ruptured oh, no. and was like making him go septic. So he's in the hospital uh, and I'm chatting with him and his mom brought his aunt and uncle that first time they were ever meeting. And I come in and like, oh, this is Mike's partner. Uh, you know, they do this clothing line. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. And then I left and apparently they're like, so how does that work with his wife? Like, <laughs> he's married, but he's got a partner? And then we're like, oh, we need to start saying business partner. You know? Oh, yeah, no, I no, know. you really don't. Well, I don't know. <laughs> partner and clothing line? I mean, well, I can see why people... Right? It's like, implied, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah. But, yeah, but Sean, so so these the series of yours went viral, right? The mental awareness? Yes, one? yes. In 2016... Um, Initially, so years before, I kept trying to do October illness. Yeah. I have so bad ADD that I start with like five days and I go, fuck it, it not worth it. Yeah. And 2016, I put it out to my fans. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm looking for what's going to, ha- what should I do this year? Right. And someone put a random comment saying, you should do mental illness through the eyes of, eyes of a schizophrenic, which made no sense to me whatsoever. But I left it alone. Couple days later, it had like a hundred likes, a bunch of comments going, "Yeah, you need to fucking do this." Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, who probably don't know me, regardless, uh, I'm a ER nurse two times a week uh, in Ohio, and I dealt with I deal with a lot of mental illness in our f- place because the mental ward that used to take them doesn't have an ER anymore, so they come to us now. So I get to see oh. like the worst of the worst, you know, uh, schizophrenic, psych- psychotic breaks, stuff like that. So I have a huge background in dealing with mental illness, dealing with patients who have mental illness. Myself, struggle with depression, uh, well, I guess bipolar, um, 
ADD, lot, you know, a lot of anxiety issues. But I did five different ones. One, the first one was border, borderline personality disorder, and then uh, a couple different ones, and posted them on my Facebook page. And next morning, I get on there, and so my page was getting an average of like a hundred likes, two hundred likes here and there. And I, this thing's got like three thousand likes on. It. I'm going, what the fuck happened here? And yeah. I have all these people leaving comments. They're like, oh my god, yes, do this, do this, and so were they like single panels, or were you doing like just little one pa- one singular image, which is very difficult. Yeah, uh, a, to, to like communicate a whole like exactly. You're trying to take a illness this big and condense it to one single image to portray the best way possible, which I got a lot of flack for. I took a lot of. Sh- I had people wishing my kids uh, would become retarded. Uh, they hope they die, or they hope one of them very has- compassionate, very people, compassionate, yeah. yeah. Because uh, they felt like you portrayed. They felt like it I was making them out to be monsters, oh. uh, and then exploiting mental illness. It's it's an interpretation of that mental illness because it, there is like illness is the key word. It is it is kind of a monster that a lot of people tackle with, right, and, and deal with every single day. I've dealt I've dealt with people who've had some of these uh, mental illnesses that you've illustrated, and it is tough. Like it the one is, in the mirror, you deal with that one every day. Which one? Uh, you know yeah. what? Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> Trying to do this uplifting moment, <laughs> make in front of a guy with a unibrow, real, real low. <laughs> I think you need medicine there, for that thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm never getting rid of this. You thing. do like look like the world's like most well-spoken crow magnum man. <laughs> Does it look? Co- I feel like I look angry all the time. No, you, you look great. You look like what? Remember the caveman from the Geico commercials yeah. where he's like, "Not cool, bro. Yeah. Not cool." Yeah, he now oh. has a podcast. By the way, I fucking I predicted that one. So I created this website a long time ago. It's still up. If you go to saddestcaveman.com, it's the sad. I cre- I took a picture of myself wearing a wig, and one time uh, I posted it on IRC, and someone's like, "You look like a sad caveman." And so it was like a big black wig, and I post I created this website called Saddest Caveman in the World, where I was going to create a blog where I was just like a sad caveman. And then the Geico commercials came out. I remember calling my editor before the Geico commercials came out, and he goes, so you predicted pirates. What's the next big thing? And I'm like, cavemen. <laughs> and he goes, get out of here. I'm like, cavemen. Then the Geico commercials happened, and then that fucking show ruined it. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm, I have a good, I'm my finger on the pulse of ancient types of humans. So, <laughs> is, I'm excited to see what your prediction is going to be for the next like kind of comedy wave thing. Yeah, I got a few. I got a few. We went, we went through bears. We went through ninjas. Yeah, ninjas. Robots. Pirates, yeah, robots. Uh, I don't know what the next is going to be. That's your. That's I got a couple. I got a couple picks. I think bears are coming back for sure, though. Um, and, you but know anyway, what's not scary to me what's is torture porn. Like that whole genre is not scary to me, and it's just like grotesque. Yeah, I watch I every single. That. I watch every single Saw movie. Like I'm a moth to flames with Saw movies. They're and fun I will, to watch. Yeah, it's yeah, interesting I, to see the torture devices they come up with. Yeah, like, and, the and, creativity behind those. But are people afraid of those? Nah, no, no, they're not no. scary. I will tell you guys what a scary movie is if you're a pussy, which I am not. But for most people, a scary movie. And I, this is going to be controversial. Here's my pick. Blair Witch. Yeah. There you go. Blair Witch. The original Blair Witch. That was so controversial. I will give you that. Yeah, th- thank you. Yeah, Blair Witch. Because that was so controversial. Because when the movie first came out, I found that if anyone lived near a forest or like an orchard that even looked remotely like that that uh, forest that they went through to find the Blair Witch cabin, they were scared to death because they could relate to the weird noises you hear when you're out there, the otherworldly types of noises and things like that. The ending to the Blair Witch movie was probably the scariest ending to a horror movie 
of all time. And also, there was that viral marketing campaign when that movie first came out because they shot this thing on a shoestring budget for like fifty thousand dollars. It was the first viral marketing yeah. campaign ever. It was before really? like the internet was really a big yeah. Thing at yeah. The time. So so it so so put your put your mindset like it was nineteen ninety six I think. So the internet wasn't really a popular thing. You couldn't Google. Google didn't exist. Google didn't. Google was created in nineteen ninety eight. So yeah, we were still using like web crawling. Yeah, we saw fifty six came yeah. back then, right? And- right, right, right. So you couldn't just it, while you're standing in line for the movie. Everybody's talking about whether it's real, whether it's fake. They just found these tapes, and that's how it was presented, right? Even in the start of the movie, they're like, we found these tapes. We compiled this together. We don't know what happened. So people so, are yeah, standing. So, yeah, that was at a time when found footage wasn't That was a the thing. first yeah. found so, like, footage film, wasn't it? Th- right. The concept of a found footage movie hadn't existed. I see people in the chat room saying it was boring. No, it wasn't boring because you watched it not being sure if it was real or not. Because that was at a time when, when like, like the what was these... these these movies that can't come out about uh, paranormal activity like when, when those came out they tried to make people believe is it real is it fake it's like everyone knew it wasn't real uh, but that right. first paranormal activity was pretty good it was good it that was, was that was my that would be my second pick if i had to pick one but my point is that you can't frame anything as is it real or not anymore because no. everyone knows they're not real like you wouldn't get major distribution on something that was real because it would be Evidence. <laughs> <laughs> I actually learned that movies, it is not illegal to say this is based on true events. Okay. You can put that on anything. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre actually did that. Yeah, they, well, they said based on, based on a true Ed story, Gein. but it wasn't. It had nothing to no, do with Ed it. It took Gein. just uh, so Ed Gein was one of the main or, main um, Inspiration. rep- inspirations yeah. for it, like the whole wearing the skin. Are you familiar with Ed Gein at all? Yes, okay. he's, he's a Wisconsinite. I'm from there Minnesota. Yeah, okay. So. Uh, but yeah, I learned uh, last week that any movie can put this is based on a, tr- a true story. Well, and yeah, you can get duh. away with it. Texas is a real thing, so right. you <laughs> guys, up, uh, you guys ever see uh, that one scary movie, Student Loan Debt? <laughs> so uh, when I saw Blair Witch Project after it was done, I walked my friend home to her house, and uh, it was through the woods. Oh, so there's this path, Ballsy. and there's there's this path through the woods, and uh, I you know I dropped her off at her house, and I was walking back. And a big-ass buck jumped out right 20 feet in front of me. A buck is a, a big deer. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> For you LA giant people. dollar yeah. bill jumped out in front of me. <laughs> and it was like one of those moments where my heart just stopped. And it was like, you talk about scary things. Like, dollar jumped out and it asked me for change. <laughs> <laughs> Got any change, sir? Like, oh, my God. I didn't have any giant quarters on me. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I've never seen any of any of these movies. I never say you've never seen a deer. I've never oh, seen Blair man. Witch. I've never seen like The Ring. Oh. Any movie you have mentioned, you just watch soccer. Right? I've never seen. Yeah. I, I watch. I'm like I, I saw a scary movie. I like that. So like the reason why The Ring was so <laughs> scary, uh, like I'm afraid of The Ring in the same way that I'm afraid of It Follows. I think anything, oh, yeah, anything that you can't control no matter what is a terrifying thing element of a movie. So uh, the thing with It Follows and The Ring, they both have their rules that if you discover what the rules are, you can well, stop I the thing. Well, I feel like It Follows breaks their own rules right at the pool scene. Because remember, it was a n- un stoppable force it just keeps coming and all of a sudden it had moto at the well it follows been off for fucking ever um (laughs) real real quick aside in the chat room uh tender tuna says would taylor pronounce lag and drag as leg and drag i say leg and drag yeah that's incorrect 
<laughs> lag and drag? I'm, Taylor, I'm from Minnesota, and yeah. I have an accent. He, he thinks he's pronouncing bag correctly, but he's not. Well, apparently um, I put an L at the end of a bunch of things. If I say I'm drawing something, like draw, brawl, like a brawl, I put an L at the end of it. So what does your wife wear? Brawls? Huh? <laughs> she just lets them sag. <laughs> yeah. We're from Ohio. We don't care anymore. We're married. We have two kids. <laughs> Fuck it. Those things are t- touching her knees. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's playing hacky sack wherever she goes. <laughs> yep. Oh my gosh. Um okay, so Blair Witch. Now here's the here's the unfortunate thing, Ron, and this is for most people who haven't seen these movies, especially Blair Witch, because that is one of those things where you had to have watched it in the nineties before the internet was a thing, so you could look it up and you didn't know if it okay, was real. Now or when not. you go to when you go see a horror movie, like are you I mean, do you prefer to watch it in the theater? Do you feel like that gives you a better experience than watching it at home with your friends? And if so, if you do watch it at home, are you talking during the movie a lot? I hate Hor- people who talk. Horror films in, in, in theaters are, are generally hard because you have uh, teenagers on dates laughing. And and so, yeah. like, the laughing is an issue. Um, like, even just, like, coughing can, can really distract you from being able to really get into the horror. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I suggest to people, if it, to watch it at home, turn off all the lights, uh, don't have your cell phone out and honestly one of the best ways that you can really get into it is if you're drinking a little bit and like if you're under 21 obviously don't do that kind of a thing but allow yourself to get scared and you'd be surprised at how much how freeing that that moment is I mean, here's the thing. When you watch it, I agree. It depends on the horror movie. If it's one where you need quiet and concentration, like I wouldn't watch It Follows or A Quiet Place in a theater no. during opening weekend because you're always going to have some asshole idiot like shouting, oh, it's behind you or some some stupid shit like that. But on a date sometimes when you're like watching a horror movie, the chick gets scared. She grabs my donger. Holy shit, man. She gives it a good honk. Damn. You that's... didn't even look at your computer when you did that. <laughs> yeah. You have that memory. You actually yeah. just did that with your penis. Like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ladies. Uh, we got a few super chats. Uh, Alex Palacio says, for $2, says F.U. Maddox, F.U. Alex. Apostolos says, when I was a kid, the scariest movie was The Fly. Oh, that's right. The Fly Dude, was a- I saw The Fly, and that creeped me the fuck out. We talking about the original out. black and white fly, or like the Jeff Goldblum? No, I think he's talking Jeff Goldblum Je- fly. The Jeff Goldblum one was like the, the only. But all I remember movie. from the Jeff Goldblum fly was there was a scene where there he was, there was an arm wrestling scene, oh, and he yeah. like snapped the guy's arm in half. I think that was in The Fly, and that freaked me the fuck out as a yeah. kid. Yeah, I remember the Can dog that they tried to transfer. So yeah, they and my oh, yeah, mom yeah. who So my mom raised me on horror film, uh, films. Big surprise. But uh, I was eating... Um, see, my mom raised me on Cary Grant movies, so I feel like we have a different background. That shows. I can see that. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, who is yeah. Cary Grant? Jesus fucking Christ, good, Taylor. Good point. But I was eating stuffing while this dog gets turned inside out. Uh, apparently my mom threw up on me. I didn't realize it. What? Like she was behind me eating and threw up on me. What? Yeah. So I got like that whole like 3D effect of like being in the movie. So anyway, fast forward 30 years. Now Sean's doing mental illness drugs. Yeah, and I... <laughs> And I just really enjoy an affair to remember. So, it all worked out. And I try to look back and like, why am I so fucked up? Oh, yeah, my mom vomited on me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cut to. Uh, I like that one comic you did of that. You know, yeah. It's like your mom vomiting on Is me. that a mental illness? I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like it should be, though. <laughs> Probably. Right. So when I think of scary movies, I think of a moment in that movie. 
Um, do you guys have a moment in a scary movie that you can recall? <clears throat> recall. Um, so, like, for me, yeah. when I think of Halloween, the scariest moment in that whole movie is not the stabbing or whatever. It's when she's sitting in that classroom and she looks out the window and she just sees him standing there. That, to me, is true horror. Is that unpredictability, I guess we're going back to the chaos concept, but, like, that unpredictability of, like, what is that? And, like... That concept. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one of the scariest moments in a horror movie, and this is just a brilliant device in Paranormal Activity three. Okay, so every odd number of that movie is good. The even ones are, are terrible. <laughs> even ones are terrible. One was good. Two sucked. Three was good. Four sucked. I have high hopes for five. So in Paranormal Activity three, there is this. They, they made a new device, right? So this guy's like, you know, it's it's a found footage type thing. Home security cameras. They're looking for ghosts and that sort of thing. They used a device where they put a camera on an oscillating fan. So the camera, oh, yeah. yeah, the fan is like mo- slowly sweeping left to right, and it's, it pauses at the end, right? When it goes to, you know, how an oscillating fan pauses, and you're just waiting for it. And you know, when it, when it moves again, when it, when it sweeps past again, something has changed. A sheet has moved a little bit. And you're like, oh, fuck. What's wh- where is oh, this thing? I was thing? hoping the fan was going to start going all the way around like an exorcist, <laughs> exorcist like, puking. The fan's going all the way around. Fans don't do that. <laughs> no, but uh, that was such a good but device. If they did. It would be such a good fan. I feel like after like the first, like the second movie, I agree. Like the second and fourth are shit shows. Yeah. Uh, the odd ones are good. Like the odd ones, like like with the first one, you didn't know when it was going to start. Like when the horror was going to start, and all of a sudden, just little things started happening in paranormal activity. With three, like you know, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, you're just not sure how it's going. Exactly. Is that the one with the kid in the sheet or not? I don't know. There, you know, they all have like stupid gimmicks like that. But the the oscillating fan one was such a good device because you were just sitting there in anticipation Waiting. the entire time. It's fantastic. Mike Gams in the chat room says, "Who is Carrie Grant? How many Instagram followers does she have?" <laughs> I was in a scary movie once. You were in a scary movie? Yep. Which uh, one? I acted in a movie called Chainsaw. It was a short film uh, produced by Crypt TV. Oh, cool. Yeah. Based on true stories. Yes, based on true stories. <laughs> you could say that about I it. actually have a line in it, and I'm like, oh, cool, or something. <laughs> <laughs> I had to eat hot dogs to in my scene. Yeah. And like, so they had like, uh, if you know anything about like shooting films or TV or whatever. Or like, hot dogs. <laughs> or hot dogs. Like, you have to film the same scene over and over again. Like, I was ready to throw up after Hot Dog 3, and they had, like, a line of 30. Wait, was right? there, like, a whole crew there, or was it just you and a trailer with another guy? No, it was He's like, like, just eat that hot dog. It just was a real, real thing. It was crafty. <laughs> Taylor, you're supposed to have a spit bucket. You're not supposed to swallow them. I, after, well, yeah, I, I spit them out, but even still, it was... Yeah. They have spit buckets? Yeah, we have... Yeah, you know, like, the commercials where somebody bites into a hamburger, like, right. they smile, so they'll have, like, a shit ton of hamburgers... And they'll just get a bunch of bites. And then after cut, you'll just see this actor like barf out this burger. (laughs) And then the makeup person comes over and like cleans him up for the next take. Want to know who the lead was in that movie that I was in? Was it Maddox? Was it Hot Dog? It was Logan Paul. Was it really? (laughs) How did that movie He seems like a fun guy. That was his breakout film, apparently. You know, say say what you will about him. Like, he was always very nice to me. Was he? Well, that's nice. I I really appreciate his branding ability i hate the guy personally i guess i don't know him but i don't like some of the things that he does but i enjoy anyone even yourself uh just how you brand and how you kind of grow the brand of yourself uh you didn't you know do some of the more questionable things i don't think 
maybe in Mexico well, we like hear about a suicide forest. Right, right. Unless we about. unless we hear about uh, your Mexico stories. <laughs> oh yeah, we got some crazy Mexico stories. I won't be able to tell all of them today, but I'll I'll talk a little bit about that. Which actually we should probably get to a, a wrap up here in just a minute. So Ron, what was your horror pick? Was it The Strangers? Uh, the Strangers because that's the one I remember seeing Ron. and it scared me. Sorry, I don't know how cool enough for you guys. It's uh, this is a Madcast Media first, but uh, you usually you can't say an opinion is wrong, but that is the wrong opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell opinions are wrong every fucking week. (laughs) That's true, correct. Uh, (laughs) And my pick was the Blair Witch Project, and Sean, yours was. I'm still single with Hereditary. I just can't explain why because I can't ruin the fucking third part yeah and taylor did you have a did you have a pick or no uh my favorite slasher is halloween my favorite uh horror, horror movie, movie in yeah. general that you're, scares you're, me yeah. the most is the question what's what's, what's the scariest, a, what's the scariest horror movie if you're a pussy yeah. I, I, like the, the scariest movie i've ever seen is the ring and like okay. maybe it's dated a little bit now they had vhs tapes man like think about that that's how old that movie yeah. is. and telephones like you you could pick up your phone and it was still like a, an age where you would answer a, re- a phone number you don't recognize and there was not caller id everywhere right and it was like a home phone and you would hang up and you had to watch a vhs you had so many devices you needed you couldn't make that movie today yeah, I, I feel like kids would watch the ring today and be like this isn't like that's a thing about all horrors that like a lot of times it gets dated, and like Blair Witch Project, if it's watched by a kid today, it's not going to be scary because they they're they're so in this world. Like the genre exists now. It's so much of horror is what the context is when it comes out and I, watching it then. I actually think I want to change my answer if that's okay. okay. Um, instead of the strangers, I'd like to change it to an affair to remember. An affair to re- what is the affair to remember? Is that with the Michael Douglas? Cary Grant movie. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but. You know, it's a chance. Maybe we just there's a chance we might not we might end up alone, and that to me is the scariest thing of all. You but know, yeah, I guess your walk through the forest is really scary too. Yeah, it's a fucking because there's a witch maybe that mm-hmm. you or maybe and whatever not. the ring piece of jewelry that Taylor yeah. is afraid of. I feel like yeah. Blair Witch was just a bad acid trip. None of it was real. They're just hallucinating the whole time. Blair Witch, yeah. you're, you're all wrong. But and if fair to remember, so so Ron, some, Ron's some theories are are that there's actually a serial killer out there. And yeah, it's in the Blair Witch Land. Yeah, it's Blair Witch Two. That's my pick. Yeah, (laughs) 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 fucking Oscar right there. What a piece of shit. Uh, And I saw that new one that just came out. Blair Witch Two: The Cash Grab. Yeah, the reboot of of Blair Witch actually wasn't that bad. It wasn't terrible, but I felt like I don't know. It's it's kind of hard to kind of go back to that same feeling, like that initial like. Well, yeah, I you, thought it was great for what it was. But they yeah. had they had like all these better like, than Blair Witch too. So. They had all these like stupid drone shots that they didn't need that right. literally added nothing. That's bad filmmaking. If you can cut it from the movie and it makes no difference, it's bad filmmaking. Um, we got a couple of super chats. Apostolos in the chat room for three euros says, "Was it Mad Buck Taylor? Beware of Mad Bucks, <laughs> the buck that jumped out in front of Taylor." <laughs> and then. Uh, and then Fajar two says uh, for three three forty nine euros says don't mind me just trying this feature we don't mind Fajar keep it up keep try it trying. again keep make trying. sure it works try try it for ten times the amount who knows we'll see anyway guys uh, vote on madcastmedia.com. and here's what I wanted to say Ron your version of horror movies is strikingly similar to what Kaufman the guy who made Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind and um, Charlie Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman, yes. that's the guy. Charlie Kaufman, he did uh, um, 
Did he do adaptation? Being John Malkovich, adaptation, one yeah. of my favorite movies of all yeah, time. So good. I so love good. adaptation. So amazing. He also did Schenectady, New York, which Ugh. is such an I, I, I thought it was one of the most amazing movies because the first half of the movie was funnier than most comedies I've, I'd ever seen. And then the last half was so depressing and just gut-wrenchingly depressing. And when he's talked about that movie on NPR and different interviews, he said that the studios approached him and wanted him to make a horror movie. And he thought, well, what's scary to me? And what was scary to him was illness that you can't control, like cancer and uh, you know kidney failure. And yeah, like almost that. like cancer has no motive. It's almost chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it back. Ron Babcock killing it. So, guys... <laughs> Don't forget to vote. Mapcastmedia.com, an affair to remember, The Ring, <laughs> Hereditary, and The Blair Witch Project. Those are your choices. Affair to remember is going to win this. That's, that's the terrifying part. Yeah, we'll see We'll see who wins uh, next week when we have the results of the vote. <laughs> but we should talk about the results of last week's vote, guys, because I have them here. Sean, last week we debated... Is plastic surgery false advertising? What do you think? Um, I agree. It's you do, false you advertising. Do, you do agree that yeah, it is false advertising. I believe it. Uh, what type of plastic Any plastic surgery? Generally speaking, facial. Facial. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, false advertising. Okay, false advertising. Well, we asked the audience, and this is, a, this is the third time it's happened in, in our show's history, but is plastic surgery false advertising? It was a tie. 50 50? 50 50? The same number of votes. That's the third time it's happened in our history. Not that impressive when it's the third, but. <laughs> I still think it's impressive. Yeah, it, it, it's rare. It's really rare. Um, after out, out of 108 shows, it's only happened three times. And then we asked the audience, and I think you guys, you know, spoiler, you might know the answer to this one. We, but we asked the audience, should Maddox have a unibrow next week? And <laughs> <laughs> with 88% of the vote. Yes, and I do. I do. I kept my word. You fucking idiot. Did you like go down to Mexico and like hike up a mountain <laughs> and like burn a candle at some statue like the goddess of Unibrow? Yeah. And then it just immediately just grew in on your face. It was uh, Frida Kahlo. What's her name? Frida Kahlo? Cow? Cow? Frida? Frida? Oh, someone in the chat room wrote uh, Frida Scalo. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Well, guys, before we move on, because I got a, a shit ton of voicemail and stuff I want to cover. We got the quick news headlines with our journalist in moderation, Taylor Nikolai. But we've got something to cover right now. We've got a very special fan gift Ooh. from a longtime listener, super fan, Surreal Maddox. And Surreal Maddox sends me something. I'm unwrapping it right now. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see what this is. But it is, it looks like it's a handmade painting of Zangief. Look Whoa. at this. Isn't that amazing? It's Zangief and it says fuck whales all over the background. And it's, I, I should say this, for those of you who didn't hear last week's episode, my aesthetic that I'm going for, if I can grow hair, is to look like Zangief. Well, you've got because the I want to shave it down. What's that? So you got the eyebrows down. Yeah, I got the eyebrows down. Correct, Sean. Smart man. So I'm going to I'm going to grow my hair out and then shave it down into a Zangief mohawk. Ron Babcock is holding this up on camera so you guys can see it. <laughs> very, very good camera work, Ron. Right on the crotch. It's an amazing Zangief painting. Pack and heat. How badass is that? And he's flipping off too. That's so cool. That's totally me. That's a hundred percent me. Perfect. Um, you kind of look like the before photo. And Zangief, yeah, I guess would put be it next to my head, Ron. Let's see. Let's see how I. Let's see. How my, okay, I'm, I'm. I'm moving my head next to the painting here. You guys, 
You guys in the chat room decide if I if this looks exactly like I think it looks exactly like me. He's so buffed, it's just like me. Look at that giant middle finger. Like my dong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, awesome. it's very cool. We have the best fans on the show. Thank you, Surreal Maddox, for that very nice gift. That's so cool. I'm super impressed. If you guys want to send anything, send me a message on Facebook. I can hook you up with that address. But we should move on. If you want to send me stuff too, you can send it to Maddox. That's correct. I'll make sure Taylor gets it. And we should <laughs> We should move on to some voicemail. We got a shit ton of voicemail this week, guys. Here's one. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, Sean, I talked about how it just infuriates me. It makes my blood boil when we sit down at a restaurant and they bring out the food and the first thing some dipshit does is reach for the salt. It's like, why don't you fucking taste it? Can you humor the chef? The chef who went to fucking culinary school to make this delicious meal for you? Can you just humor him and try it first? Can you just take a bite of your fucking meal and then ruin it with the, your fucking too much salt, you fucking idiot? Anyway, so I got a call about that. Here's it. <laughs> Here's the voicemail. Yes. I fucking hate salt, dude. I had a friend that we went to a, a nice restaurant, and he ordered us really nice steak. It looked amazing when he got it. Before he even touched the fucking steak, he reaches for the salt. He's like, oh, the salt brings out the flavor. Yeah, dipshit. It brings out the salt flavor. It makes it taste like fucking salt. Fuck. <laughs> That guy sounds like me. I think <laughs> I think that if you're at a really nice restaurant, yeah. they don't have salt on the table. Right. Yeah, you probably. Know? Yeah. You know what else I'm tired of? Fucking uh, A1 purists. Like A1 steak sauce oh, purists. Who God, are like, fucking. They put the, the A1 on the steak and they're no. just eating A1. I'm saying I'm. Yeah. I'm saying that's me. I put A1 on. Do you? Oh, yeah. you're ruining yeah, steak for I'm not ruining it. No, it's you're not eating it. shitty steak. Okay, let's hear it, Ron. Let's hear your. Let's hear the fucking line. No, Everyone says. You're A1 people. It's like to the hot sauce people. And I'm, I like hot sauce. But you slather on A1 like yeah. it's this weird fucking savory it's ranch. Delicious. And all you eat. <laughs> All you can taste is A1, and you're like, yeah. oh, this steak is so good. It is. No, just put a straw in an A1 bottle and suck that down. Because you make terrible choices in your life. <laughs> Maybe I will suck it, Ron. Why do you suck this? <laughs> one those, you're one of those. You <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> one of those, oh, man, I bet you that's what it actually sounds like when you take it out. Yeah, yeah it does. Doing. It's like a little, uh, like a diving board. <laughs> Do you bring a? Are you one of those people who've ever brought hot sauce or a one sauce to a restaurant? Hot sauce, yes, not a one. Wait, you bring your own hot sauce? Yeah, like, uh, like so you're not the trusting pepper. them to prepare the food either for you. If you, no, it's never spicy enough. That's a difference. That's a difference. It, that's objectively true. Do you always put you hot to- sauce in the cottage cheese when you get that? I have. Ooh. I have. God, you know, you're so fucking on, weird, man. The pepper flakes. The pepper flakes are really good. Not the actual sauce. But anyway, Ron, here's what every fucking A1, A1 hater says. Uh, I only use A1 if the steak needs it. Guys, it doesn't ever need it. You want it. If I'm not going to put A1 sauce on a steak because it, quote, needs it for me to fucking eat. I'm not an animal. If it's if it's so gross, I'm not going to fucking mask its flavor just so I can fucking choke down a piece of meat that I don't like. I use A1 sauce because it's a delicious, savory ranch. That's exactly what it is, Ron. <laughs> a delicious, savory ranch that improves the flavor of steak. Not all steak, but some steak. And sometimes the steak is good enough on its own, like a filet mignon. That's fine. A filet mignon. Do you put A1 on a filet mignon? What? Do you put A1 on a filet mignon? I did, and I got yelled oh at on a date. Oh, my God. One time. God. I bet some chef's crying right now re- hearing this. Oh, fuck. It was an Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Bullshit. 
out of here. You're fucking man. Pissed. I like that. Uh, on your dates, you literally spend spare no expense. <laughs> this was uh, this is oh, the line's too long at Applebee's. So you want to go to Outback? This is my girl. This is uh, I think the first girl I ever actually. Dated. I always had a steak at Outback, and I was actually surprised at how awesome it was. Dude, it was good, those yeah. steaks aren't bad. <laughs> it's not bad. Actually, that's our yeah. like our fancy restaurant out in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Outback. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I it was in Utah, so I was like, right. yeah, go to Outback. <laughs> Uh, what's what's the uh, what's the what's our slogan? All sizzle, no steak, or something. Uh, Outback. Um, fuck you. Just eat it. Oh man, Jesse Jesse P.S. from Pot Awful always says that uh, off the top of his head. Anyway, guys, here's another voicemail. This so every now and then, Sean, we get like so many regular callers who call in. They get like nicknames on the show. Well, here's a caller who's called in a few times and uh, doesn't have one yet. Listen to this, Maddox. I have a question for you. Okay, so I've been calling the show for a while now. A couple of times I've gotten played on the show, which is always cool. Um, but I don't have a name. And, you know, I'm kind of jealous of these other guys. You know, the Bad Ombre and Weird Matt McConaughey. They're, they're so good, they've, uh, they've got a nice name. Yo, turn on your lights. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> and my motherfucker didn't have his, uh, his headlights on. <laughs> Fucking stoned-ass motherfucker's going to get pull- pulled so over. So it's Tourette's? Oh, good. He got him. He got him. Anyways, what was I saying? Yeah, I, I, I've been calling in for a while now, and I, I don't have a name. And I yeah, I, okay, we'll, we'll stop it there. I got a name for you. It's Headlight Boy. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> so, I was, was going to go with Mr. Safety. Mr. Sa- oh, Mr. Safety's funny, too. What do you think uh, What do you think is better, Mr. Safety or Headlight Boy? Mm. I kind of like Headlight well, Headlight Boy, because then one day he, we could promote him to Headlight Man. Oh, <laughs> that's right. You know, yeah. the listeners get promotions, too, on this show. Oh, yeah. Well, here it is, guys. Here's another voicemail by Headlight Boy. <laughs> oh, he sent two. <laughs> he wanted, yeah, he sent in another one. He wanted to talk about that we have female guests on the show, and I sometimes say that they're fan favorites when they happen to be fan favorites. But listen to this. Maddox, every time you have a woman on the show, you say, oh, it's a fan, it's a fan favorite. You know, just did it last week, last week with Therapist Kelly. And you're right, she is a fan favorite, one of my favorite guests. But do you know why all the women are fan favorites? Because we're all losers, Badox. You have a bunch of losers watching your show like me that can't get a girl. Motherfucking, I ain't talked to a girl. Well, I just had talked to one early at work today, but I ain't talked to a girl in my social life in years, probably. It's a bunch of motherfucking guys that ain't gotten laid in a while. And we all have sausage fest friends in our in our own life. You know, we have plenty of fucking penises to hang out with. You know, so when we're listening to a podcast, we like those female friends. All right? Okay. There you go. Headlight, a very special voicemail from Headlight Boy. I'm going to be friends with him now. Yeah, I want to join this sausage fest party he talks about. Well, you're part of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Me and my partner will go. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Um... We got a voicemail about pickleball uh, because Taylor talked about playing pickleball last week and he talked about how it's going to be a big thing. Well, listen to this. Here's a voicemail about pickleball. We got a bunch of voicemail about pickleball. Listen to this one. Taylor, fuck your coast elitist bullshit. <laughs> pickleball was something I was playing solidly in the Midwest in the mid-90s. Maybe you are the Johnny-come-lately. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, damn. What do you say about that, Taylor? I'm sorry. I just should never talk. Yeah, correct. And, but I will say this about that caller. Very aggressive against yeah. our poor little Taylor. Oh, shit. Who's that? Uh-huh. 
douchebag of the week. I mean, maybe you should be a little bit more welcoming to your sport called pickleball. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rather than shitting on the people who just <laughs> are getting really into it. Yeah. You go with your pickleball bad self, Taylor. He, How much of a fucking hipster are you if you're saying you were into pickleball before it was popular? Yeah. The biggest. In uh, the 90s. <laughs> here's, a, here's another voicemail about pickleball. Listen to this guy. Taylor, dude. The reason that nobody's playing pickleball right now isn't because it hasn't spread. It's because it's a shitty sport that nobody enjoys. <laughs> Stop being so pretentious. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I don't think it's pretentious. I'm just saying, like, I, I it's growing. And, like, yeah, it's been around for 30 years or whatever, 40 years. But, like, with, there's a surge of it happening. Right I, now. It's pickleball. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, we it's it's basically it sounds like it's tennis with a wiffle ball. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> and I, and I will say this: anything with the word pickle in it can't, by definition, be pretentious. But here's another. Here's some more. Here's some more cri- uh, criticism of pickleball. Isn't this? Jesus fucking Christ! I looked up pickleball, and it's just another tennis spinoff. What the fuck? Is, like, why? Like, like, we already have shitty Batman. Like, we don't want other versions of tennis. We know what tennis is like. Tennis sucks. We don't want tennis. <laughs> fuck pickleball. Fuck Batman. Fuck table tennis. Uh, and fuck beer pong. He's going, he's going way too far now. anything that is tennis related. Fuck that. So pickleball is actually more like big ping pong than it is small tennis. Yeah. I, I still don't care. Um, <laughs> here's a uh, voicemail. But speaking of caring, Taylor and I. Still care a lot about Pokemon Go, and I posted my friend code on my Facebook page for the first time. I've gotten a ton of friend requests, and all these idiots are like, Oh, man, I want to open the gift I sent you, because I fucking can't. My inventory's full, idiots. I'm just that good at the game. Anyway, here's a voicemail about that. Listen to this. Your Pokemon Go username is Battlechode69. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Did you, like, give a fourth grader... Your Pokemon Go, and then you just decide a name for you. Like, what the fuck? And also, um, I noticed you didn't have a douchebag of the week in a couple of weeks. So my vote goes to Ron, Ew. who apparently rapes washing machines. So, fuck <laughs> you, dude. Yeah, what do you think, Ron? Did you want the uh, the douchebag of the week? I mean, I'll take it. There I it mean, is. you know, it was, a, it was a bad joke. Ron, Ron well, I forget something about a washing machine and having sex Douche- with it. Yeah, because we talked about robots that can that can consent now. And uh, yeah. just to continue how cool Taylor is, uh, this is the tagline for Pickleball, which is Pickleball, serving up fun times. Uh, <laughs> just, just it has the same tagline as a Dave and Buster's. <laughs> Uh, to no one's surprise, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> here's another voicemail. So, Ron, uh, you're du- from Douchebag of the Week. Here's some praise for Ron. Oh, What's damn. All right. Yeah. Hey, so I was just listening to these, uh, this plastic surgery false advertisement, and I just want to say I think, I think Ron deserves another promotion because that was a beautiful tangent right there in the middle where he just uh, – you guys were talking about – uh, you know, if you should disclose about hair, being bald, bald babies, all shit, and then I don't know where Ron's like, you guys know what I've been doing? How I've been uh, working out? What I've been doing for exercise? And then that led down to this random-ass tangent of, uh, you know, Taylor talking about pickleball and shit, crypto. So that was a beautiful tangent. Good job. Thanks, Ron's man. doing his job. I think he's great on the show. Great job, Maddox, Taylor. All right. 
Hey, there you go. It's Ron- nice to be recognized. You're recognized for the tangents you take the show yeah. on. First tangent officer, not falling short of his uh, his title and his yeah, duty. I feel like I was falling short. I was trying to keep it on the track, and then I realized, fuck it. Yeah. So, you know what, Ron? You keep this up, you may be up for another promotion. Oh, damn. Yeah. Could Just be- goes to show you, if you work hard and take tangents... <laughs> You could go. Good things can happen. You could go from first tangent officer to second tangent officer. Who knows? Is that does a promotion? This have a pension? No, it does not. But you do get these benefits. Another voicemail from the bad hombre. Uh, listen to this. Bad hombre was in pretty rough shape this week. Sounds like he's been doing some drinking before he called Jesus, into the show. Bad hombre. Yeah, listen to this one. Hey man, I think like as far as when it comes to fucking false advertisement and all that shit. Oh fuck. Oh my. I'll call you later, bro. <laughs> Cover up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The bad hombre had him having a real rough time. Now, uh, that's it for the voicemail for this week, guys. If you guys want to leave a voicemail, go to madcastmedia.com. Click on the best debate. Any episode, the voicemail number is at the bottom of the page. Don't forget to vote on these. I do want to mention, too, I was in Mexico. I came back. And this is a, you know, a follow-up to that big cliffhanger at the top of the show. Because Taylor asked me if I had diarrhea. And with... 100% of the vote. Yes. <laughs> I definitely had diarrhea. I I was good for the first three days. I had a, this giant fucking lobster spread. Looked like a baller. I posted that shit on Instagram. If you guys aren't following me there, it's, it's real mad on Instagram. It was legitimately impressive. It was like a um, like a garbage lid full of seafood. Oh, it's you know? ridiculous. Garbage can lid, like giant. Right when I got out of the airport, I just... Pulled up Yelp. I wanted to find a fucking delicious meal. And I thought, you know, I'm going to treat myself. It's it's the first vacation I've had in like four years. I thought, I'm going to have some, uh, you know, a nice meal. I went to this place and the guy's like, for you, my friend, I have a deal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, said, I said, okay, what's, what's the deal? It goes, lobster, shrimp, <laughs> and a, a big, big platter, you know. And he, he gave me the price. It was like ridiculously cheap. It was something like 20 bucks for like. Two five, five or six lobster tails. You know, you just like don't want to see how it was cooked. <laughs> it was cooked in deliciousness, and that's not even what gave me diarrhea. What eventually gave me diarrhea is I went to Senior Frogs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they had a foam party one of the nights because I was walking by and they said foam parties on Tuesdays. I'm like, well, this sounds like a shit show, and it was. Did not disappoint. I walked into this place, and when was I was there, anybody in, there? Like, were you just walking through foam, like, trying to meet people? Well, so they they were doing two things. So they had the foam party later, but before they did that, they had a wet t-shirt contest. And should be just, like, um, a wet contest, because the t-shirts were gone by the end of it. it. It was basically, every girl was rewarded for being as slutty as possible. So if the girl, yeah, and, and if you guys have ever seen, like, any kind of, like, Mexican daytime variety shows where the host has a, a busty girl come out in a swimsuit, you know, they inevitably... The swimsuit comes off at some point, the bathing suit, the top, right? And the girl tries to cover her boob, her nipples, with her hand. And the and the host always pretends like it's the craziest thing he's ever seen. And it and occasionally he'll get a nipple slip and he'll go, oh no, oh no. Adios mijo. <laughs> And so this host was doing that because this girl came out and you're like, oh, she's definitely going to take her shirt off. This girl looks super slutty. So I'm like, all right, this is hilarious. So the guy's like hosing her down and she's like dancing and playing up to the crowd. The crowd's eating it up. It's such a lovely time. And, <laughs> and so real and so, family friendly entertainment. Yeah. Like Mommy, what are those? She eventually loses her shirt and the crowd is losing their mind. And the host like, oh, no. Oh, no. I caramba. <laughs> 
like the room. It was so much fun. It was a really good time. But anyway, that's where I got diarrhea. Um, <laughs> At that event? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the one. So I walked up to the guy. What I'm did a big you have? fan. What did you have that gave you diarrhea? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I ordered. And I'll tell you what I what I had because they're two different things. Um, <laughs> what I ordered was a michelada, okay? And uh, a michelada, for those of you who don't know, is basically a spicy beer. It's beer where they put a bunch of like hot sauce and chili pepper and limes and it's shit like in it. Like uh, Bloody Mary with beer instead of vodka. Basically, correct. And it's delicious. I love a I love a good michelada. And they give it to you in a big mug. It makes you feel like a man. It hurts your wrists. It's fucking awesome. It's like drinking pussy. Mexican spaghetti sauce. Correct. Correct. Wow. It's so good. It's surprisingly good. What I got though. Was a pina colada. It was the sweetest fucking thing, and it, they gave me, you know, those Seven Eleven super gulps, the the things that are just like you look like you have diabetes if you order one. They gave me or something. You soon will have diabetes. You will for sure. They gave me something that looked like a Seven Eleven super gulp of pina colada mix, and it was so much fucking pina. I drank that thing all fucking night, and by the end of it, I was just I just didn't want it anymore. And so I set it down on the on this little ledge, and I just walked away from it, because also, they mixed the ice into it, and some places don't use purified water for their ice, I found out, oh. via my butthole later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Surprise! Did the, did the pina colada, like, follow you home? <laughs> um, like Maddox, daddy, drink me, daddy. <laughs> no, but it did end up on some girl uh, because <laughs> because at some point during the night, I'm just sitting there watching the show and all the foam craziness, and everyone's like, you know, hot and horny and grinding up against each other in foam, and it's a mess. It's a hot mess. I highly recommend it. But eventually, someone bumped my pina colada mix, and it fell over and hit like a girl and two guys, and they were just drenched in this fucking pina colada that I did, I'd done my best job of finishing, and I couldn't. And it was all over this girl's dress and everything. Oh, and, no. And no one cared. They <laughs> continued dancing. Well, the like whole place happened. is a giant washing machine. Yeah, basically. I heard, though, a friend told me a story where they went to a foam party one time. And for those of you who don't know, a foam party is literally where they just dump a bunch of foam into a dance club, and you're, you're basically just dancing in soap. And it's uh it's kind of crazy, you know. It's kind of can be kind of hot, but there's also like a bunch of bros who uh, turn it into a sausage fest, and that's not as fun. But um, a friend of mine told me that I think in Florida a long time ago, or or, or Spain or somewhere, they had a foam party, but they put bleach in the foam. Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> and a bunch of people like went, my eyes. Yeah, their bur- their eyes were burning. They had to go to the hospital. Like someone got, someone got poisoned because they got it in their mouth. Why would they put bleach in it? Some fucking idiot. I don't know. Anyway. After my dick burns, what happened? I went to a bleach party. Yeah. Just poured it on my dick. Ugh. Anyway, overall, good time in Mexico. Highly recommended. Good for you. Yeah. But before we move on, we should get to some quick news headlines with our journalist and moderation, Taylor Nikolai. Taylor, what do you got for us? A woman was arrested for allegedly biting off part of a man's ear during a fight with the man at a Maycomb County Chinese restaurant on Thursday night. What? She, so, what? She Mike Tyson, this guy? You guys remember that shit? Mike Tyson, yeah. for those of you who are too young, he, Mike, Mike Tyson um, bit off the ear of Evander, Evander Holyfield. Holyfield. Yeah. Yeah. According to deputies, they were called to China One Restaurant in Mount Clemens around 9.40 p.m. When they arrived, they found a man with his ear partially bitten off and a woman with a large bump on her forehead. As she was pushed out of the store, she bit the man on the ear, partially detaching it. Maybe she thought he was part of the buffet? <laughs> oh, man. I just like so like when I was reading this like the the thing that made me think is like that 
Grabbing someone and then pulling them close enough to bite their ear sounds like a process. It also just feels like it's been done before. It feels like this is kind of her go-to move. Played out. Right. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, she's probably done this before. She She probably has conditions. It is a a way of ending a fight. To bite. You know what? Why the the ear? Because that seems like such a... You have to, like, go around their head. Why not the nose? Yeah, the nose is what I was Automatically, if you... Bite hard enough, you'll start watering up. You can't see. Here you can really get, you can get some leverage on. And then it's also the kind of thing like, yeah, this fight will end, but that that scar will be there forever. (laughs) I'd like to see their eyes when I'm biting their nose. Like, I'm eating your fucking face right now. Yeah. Hardcore, yeah. Yeah, that is like like the, the penguin from Batman 2. Oh, yeah. Michael Douglas. Remember that? He bit someone's nose. How did he even do that? He's like, what, four foot two? Danny DeVito? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just a, Three a, foot mo- 11. a movie, though. But I've always been uh, surprised where he gets his tuxes from, like where he, you know, he gets the children. Yeah, just get tailored. I mean, if he has such a white body. If you're wondering whether that strange light you saw zipping across the, the night sky was a UFO, you're not alone. According to the National UFO Reporting Center, more than 1,300 UFO sightings have been reported so far this year. However, that number represents a decline in recent years. While the orga- organization only recorded 300 and seven sightings back in 1990 they reached a peak of 8619 in 2014 so uh the point in the article is that uh UFO, ufo sightings are actually way down lately that's interesting maybe also that we're in such an age of everyone's got a cell phone and google like ufos aren't that oh good point so like know. less ways of doctor photos yeah less ways of doctor photos and and uh i think it'd be more more yeah with adobe premiere and all these different like uh video editing software you'd be like look here's independence day but it's also kind of an old school old timey like back in the 40s when people didn't have shit to do that was like fun like oh let's make a fucking uh let's no you're right like back when the 40s like there wasn't much shit to look at so people yeah. just looked to the sky mm-hmm. and then they would see something like oh my god a ufo and now it's like man we got tons of shit to look yeah. at now That's we can't why... even see the sky because it's too so much there's, light actually, there's probably more ufos pollution. we're just too busy on our phone looking down so yeah like, we're all looking <laughs> down goddamn phones right. that reminds me one time so there's a theater a very famous improv theater in los angeles called the groundlings and I was I was riding my bike down on the street, and I was was uh, walking by a TMZ tour bus. They have these TMZ tour buses where they take you around the city to show you, uh, you know, the the sights and everything. And they would die if they saw an actual celebrity on these tour buses because they kind of sell it like that, right? Well, the tour bus was at a red light, and Don Cheadle walked out of the Groundlings building, walked over to his bike. He rode a bike there. And hopped on his bike, and I looked over at the TMZ tour bus, expecting everyone to be losing their fucking minds, and every single person was looking down at their phone. And I laughed so hard, I thought, that's the most beautiful irony. They were all looking at pictures of Don Cheadle. (laughs) (laughs) It made me so happy that they all missed that. Anyway, that may be the same uh, phenomenon with this UFO stuff. What else you got, Taylor? NASA astronaut's space treasure map sparks hunt for Caribbean wrecks. Wait, it's a it's a There's a lot to unpack there, right? Yeah, what is it? So there was this NASA astronaut, yeah, who made a space treasure map. He made a treasure map when he was in space. Oh, he looked at the Earth and tried to find Treasures from space? Astronaut Gordon Cooper was a born explorer. He broke countless NASA space flight records, like the longest single man space flight, a 122-hour mission. But one of his greatest achievements may not have been unveiled if it wasn't for his willingness to share a secret he had kept for more than 40 years. During his time in space, there's gold in that there ocean. (laughs) (laughs) During his time in space, Cooper made an incredible discovery. Anomalies he believed were shipped 
shipwrecks. He meticulously noted them and created what some are calling a treasure map from space. Yeah, some are calling because that's exactly what it fucking is. It, it's a treasure map from space. Why are some calling what it some that? are calling satellite <laughs> images. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Some are calling, yeah. That's some some are calling images from a satellite some that are he calling... looked at and put a red sharpie around the spots that look like there might be something there. Sketches from an astronaut, some would say. <laughs> By the way, what a fucking creep! If you're like, a, <laughs> if you're out in space with your, you know, like Glenn Armstrong or whatever, and he's like, "Hey, Charles, what you doing over there?" He goes nothing. What, what, you, you, what you drawing? Nothing. Well, he's out there. He's out there. 122 days or whatever. He yeah. probably gets somebody like, "Oh fuck it!" Like, how much space ice cream can you eat? And he just starts taking pictures and looking at shit. But have they found anything yet? It's not a treasure map unless it leads to actual treasure. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, so it's a little it premature to call it a treasure map, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There's. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, like, he's a billionaire. <laughs> He's just like he's like he's dying now. He's like, ah, you fools! I found all your treasures. <laughs> so are we gonna have space pirates now? And is yeah. that why we're starting Space Force oh. to combat the space pirates? Fucking Trump, man! Yeah, got to watch out for that guy. Fucking Trump! Yeah. After four years as the top elected official of a small town in Minnesota, a four-legged mayor has decided he's getting a bit long in the tooth and is not seeking re-election. Mayor or mayor? Mayor. A horse. Are you M-A- talking about a horse? M A Y O R. A mayor. Uh, That's a mayor. A horse too. Did or, you say four-legged? I thought you were talking about John Mayor. Did I say four-legged? <laughs> you said four-legged mayor. Yeah, wow. you said four-legged mayor. And I'm I'm like, like, you're talking about a horse. I thought. Oh, I thought you were actually you? talking about like a, a, a like a, like a town that elected a horse as the mayor. That's, that's what, what I, I thought, thought too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's. I honestly thought about, that. What no, is the story? idiots. It's about a dog. Mayor Duke, a 13-year-old. Dr- <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna run for fucking mayor. You fucking this story. All right, what is it? Uh, 13-year-old Great Pyrenees dog has spent the past four years serving as the ceremonial mayor of Cormorant, Minnesota, after representing the town as best he could by leading parades, appearing on billboards, and keeping up the town's good name. Does he know he's doing this? Duke (laughs) will return to a private life, but not before doing a tell-all biography. Tell all barkography. (laughs) (laughs) The book takes readers through a journey of Duke's life and how he taught a town to be chill, join in, and be kind. And lick your own butthole. Oh, gosh. These fucking small towns, man. They don't have anything going on, so they're like, why don't we do something (laughs) goozany? I guess our biggest product here is whimsy. (laughs) (laughs) That's all they got. Whimsy and Puerto Vallarta shirts. Okay. Japanese authorities denied a man the chance his wish to die a castaway on an island he called home for three decades. Okay, here you go, idiot. <laughs> what, did he just send this guy on a raft out to sea? Like, hey, this guy wants to die. So, uh, I'm not going to butcher his name, I'm not going to bother, uh, was the only inhabitant of the kilometer-wide island, uh, but was forced to return to civilization after being found unwell by police. That's the point. He's, he's there to die. Let him. He lived in solitude since 1989 and became known as the Naked Hermit after being discovered by a traveler who writes about castaways. And he was naked. <laughs> Fuck that traveler. 
The dude just wants to be left alone. He's a hermit. Grant him his wish. Yeah. He would travel to a nearby island using money sent from his family to get water and his staple food of rice cakes, which he would boil four or five times a day. Water for bathing and shaving came from the rain caught in a system of battered cooking pots. Just a year into his stay, his clothes were washed away in a typhoon. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) My clothes. My one pair of pants. Did he not? Not my dress shirt. Was he not smart enough to, like, make his own clothing? Like, was it Christopher... Robbins? Not that's not Tom the name. Hank. You're thinking Tom Hank. No, it's talking like, about Winnie the Pooh guy. You're thinking of Robinson <laughs> Caruso. Cat- yeah, that's a guy. Uh, Robinson. Yeah. I like so the traveler shows up and he's just wearing a coconut bra, <laughs> 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 and he fills it out surprisingly nice. Dick's real chafe for masturbation. Uh, in the uh, in the chat room, Tender Tuna says about the last story. He goes that mayor has fucked a lot of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Time magazine uh, announced what they are considering the 25 most influential people on the internet. And I kind of wanted to play a game with you guys on how many of these people you could guess. Okay, I got it. I got this. I got this. Tyler Oakley. He's got to be on there. No. Logan what? Paul. Logan Paul's on. Logan and Jake, Jake. Paul are together. Um, uh, Elon Musk. Is he an influencer? He's not, he's not like an internet guy. He's said t- t- 25 most influential people on no, the internet. No, he's the new Tesla. <laughs> are we? T- so are we talking about like actual homegrown internet people or like are we talking creators? about- No, we are like not necessarily talking about e-celebrities. Okay. We are talking about people who are influential oh. on the internet. How about Lily Pons? No. no, Donald. Oh, Donald Trump, Surprising. Hillary Clinton. Uh, Donald Trump yeah, is on okay, the list. Fuck this list. I this is garbage. Yeah, those okay. are influencers. <laughs> yeah, I hate this shit. It's like the Webby Awards where they're like is giving it, out awards is to just anyone. Ron Babcock on there? It, so what, Ron Babcock, B A B C O C K. Am I on there? Wait a second, was, the Jenga gift guy? Yeah, I mean, I have over five thousand followers almost on Twitter. <laughs> So two of the the funny things that I found on this list, and obviously the list is stacked with people like Kylie Jenner, who are extremely influential and have created a a billion-dollar makeup industry from their Instagram What a brave warrior. But the thing that really caught me off guard is a couple people. One, Lil Michaela, I I think I pronounced her name, uh, is an animated figure who is uh, an, uh, an animated figure on Instagram. This is dumb. That's not a fucking person. Uh, the the person who did the Yanni Laurel, they put that person on this list. That's, uh, that's that's a, a viral thing. That's a that, flash in the pan. Yeah, that's like the dress again, giving us the content that we need in this day and age. This fucking Time Magazine. I used to follow their Facebook page, and I unsubscribed because it was such clickbait bullshit. I because I, I, I was like, oh, I like Time Magazine. They write some good good articles, and then every single one of their posts was like, name someone on the internet. Like, what the fuck is this list? So, uh, just to confirm, am I not on the list? <laughs> you are on the list. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm on the list. That's hey, crazy. Wrong. Now he's talking about the sexual predator list, not oh, 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 not oh, that. You list. know, oh. listen, it's just nice to be a part of something. Right. You're on so- uh, a list, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's uh, that's the news for the week. Those are the news headlines. Thank you, Taylor. Anyway, Sean, <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. Where can people find you? Where can people find your your t shirts and artwork? Uh, currently, and they can find me right here, right now. Correct. But uh, so the t shirts you can find at a m n clothing dot com. That's a m as in Mary, n as in Nancy. Wait, hold on, just a second. Oh, Let me shit. get this straight. It's a m n clothing. Yes. Dot com. Okay. A m n clothing. It stands for, stands any, for means- any many eh, blah, 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 blah. any means necessary. Uh, it's a lifestyle that myself and my business partner Mike uh, kind of live. Business partner who like to fuck. Yes, by any means necessary. Uh, 
Yeah, it kind of was based on, you know, he grew up uh, kind of homeless in his high school era, lived in some meth lab <laughs> for a bit and uh, was then sleeping on couches. Had some rough times, uh, yeah. And then now he's, you know, co-owner of a clothing company with me. He has a wife, two awesome kids, a house. He's able to afford all of his- His own meth lab. His own meth lab. That's cool. Yeah, the kids Living are, the you know, yeah. when the kids do it, you don't really expect it. Like when they're, look at the gas masks and everything. And, you know, I came up from Maine being chased by moose- Food stamps, super poor. No bucks but, in Maine, huh? Yeah, uh, the typical Midwest life. Yeah, uh, and yeah, we're just kind of making it work. That it's such a cool story, guys. I, it really is awesome. And you're, you're. Um, I know it sounds like I'm just like blowing sunshine up your ass, but your your artwork is amazing. I'm a huge fan, and your your t-shirts are such high quality. I got another one that you guys had. It's like a lion with uh, some oh the squid. tentacles on it. The, yeah, the tentacles. Sea lion. So fucking cool. We'll you get guys the puns. Ever, What's that? So we're good at puns. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So so if you guys ever see this, see me wearing these shirts on the stream, that's what it's from, any means necessary. And you got a huge, huge shout out from Terry Crews, right? Yes. Uh, Let's hear about that. So I keep talking. I finally got a verified check mark after blowing enough people at Twitter uh, to finally give me this check mark. And I don't didn't know really what it does, but apparently it allows you to kind of like be seen by other verified people people uh, yeah uh, so i guess you have an option to where you can only watch verified or see verified replies and so i just i've, I've been a terry cruz fan since i can't even tell you when way back in the day a huge fan from the expendables uh brooklyn 99 which you know end up getting i guess picked back up again but i just shot him a message saying like i really appreciate the sexual victim stuff that he's kind of going through you know oh, that's uh, right. like, yeah, hey he was groped right at a party yeah like and, a dude yeah, he just uh, some guy uh, that was like, I don't know if it was his agent or someone that he was working with, just grabbed his junk. Yeah, and guys like, oh, I'm just joking. And I was like, if you're grabbing my junk, like I don't know, that's not really much of a joke. <laughs> like, and it's it's so hard for a guy to come out with stuff like that. That guy, especially so that guy. You got a six foot, muscle bound, you know, black gentleman who is like, I've been sexually assaulted and they're like fuck you like why don't you just punch him like yeah let me just punch someone yeah real quick that'll be fine you'll go to jail right or get shot you know yeah, the, yeah. the age we're living in now but um yeah i just reached out to him was like dude was like huge fan would love to send you just a package you know kind of tell him about the whole any means necessary uh brand and send it out to him he's also an artist an amazing artist which really terry cruz is he is mind-blowingly good for uh he does a lot of uh like sports like football players baseball players he uh he also invents furniture like he concepts furniture and he has a couple different what about a chair with five legs <laughs> <laughs> hear me out here <laughs> you're flying too close to the sun terry <laughs> but the artist thing is what we kind of like connected to and i sent him uh a bunch of shirts and didn't think much of it, and he sent me a picture. Going to do like, I love this workout tee. It was any means necessary. On the back, it says um, vulnerability is not a weakness. So that's on the wow. back of it. I think it, it it's in fact a strength at times. It is. You can I, use your vulnerabilities as a strength. Yeah, because like when they're like, "Oh, are you okay?" Uppercut, uh-huh, fucking right in their uh-huh. face. Sun Tzu is the art of war. <laughs> Fantastic. By the way, that's what I was reading on the beach. <laughs> no joke. I have a picture. I'll post it on Instagram. But yeah. Uh, As you were sitting in a puddle of your own diarrhea, <laughs> growing out his eyebrow. Not a, not a weakness. Not a weakness, though. 
that was his deterrent. <laughs> oh man, uh, real quick too. When I was walking around, they have all these like hawkers, like, these street hawkers who are selling trinkets and souvenirs and T-shirts and stuff. And they have like it's like almost like any touristy city. You go to New York, they have I love New York shirts. You go to you go to uh, you go to Mexico. I went to Puerto Vallarta, and uh, they were selling all these like Puerto Vallarta shirts. I walk by, and this guy's like, "Hey, you're my bro." I said, "Okay." He goes, uh, "You're my bro. Come here, amigo." I go, "I said, okay, okay." He goes. Do you know what you need? And I'm talking to this guy, and I find out like he he uh, he actually lives in California, and he comes down to uh, Puerto Vallarta to work during the summer because he he makes more money and it's uh, it's cool down there. He goes, you know what you need, my friend? I said what? He goes, you need a shirt that says Puerto Vallarta on it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, you're I, right. I loved I loved his earnestness in in pitching me this shirt. <laughs> I actually bought one. I also bought a ridiculous cowboy hat when I was down there. He's a good it's, salesman. Uh, yeah, I, I looked like a total tourist. But anyway, uh, <laughs> hey, do you, do you guys have anything like that? Do you have any Puerto Vallarta shirts on your any means necessary clothing? Um, we have a fuck Maddox shirt on there somewhere. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We're trying to the, sell. Below the belt. No, I don't think so. <laughs> no, we uh, a lot of our stuff like talking previously was uh, we put a lot of our mental illness designs on T-shirts. Uh, doesn't have like the actual name of the the disorder on it, but for people who are suffering bipolar or borderline, they feel strengthened when they buy one of these shirts. Like it's like I'm yeah. able to show the world that I suffer from bipolar and not having to say I have bipolar because obviously when you say I have cancer, I have AIDS, right? Oh, you know that sucks. Right, That's unfortunate. Right. You go, hey, I have borderline personality. They're like, oh, you're crazy. Okay, get away from me. Mm-hmm. That's a really good analogy for the mental illness itself because you're wearing it on the outside, but nobody knows what it is and nobody sees it. And that's a fantastic way to represent it on a T-shirt without labeling it because exactly. people see it, but they don't recognize it for what it is. And that's amazing. That's, that's what a, a lot really of amazing statement. A lot of people um, go through is like when we launched it all. I had obviously you know, the whole viral thing happened. Yeah. You know, BuzzFeed reached out and all these other, and I didn't know how to handle that shit. So I probably sound like a complete tool, like I usually do. But we had all these fans start reaching out to us and going, I take this to my therapist. I've been going to the therapist for three years. I could never fully explain to them what I'm experiencing. I took them your artwork and go, that is how I feel. Exactly how your artwork is, that's how I feel. And the therapist goes, oh, okay. Now we can work on something. We can figure something yeah. out. And I have uh, therapists around the world call, you know, reaching out to the clothing company saying, I use your stuff in our practice. Um, there's a German college of I, I'm assuming psychology or psychotherapy that actually is licensing all of my mental illness artwork in their textbook. Wow. Which I can't read it because I can't read German, but it's cool. And I was like, yeah, you should send me a book. And they're like, no. We're not you don't even get a copy. It. That's yeah. It. yeah. But uh, right, yeah, it's, it's been a big thing. And a lot with um, a lot of celebrities are starting to come out now like, look, I battle with depression. I battle with anxiety. I have these issues. And it's becoming okay or at least it's becoming more okay to talk about the struggles that we have because you don't like when you we lost you know chris cornell chester bennington everyone's like how the fuck are they depressed and and uh what's his name the uh the the chef uh the guy anthony bourdain anthony bourdain yeah, not, not a chef, one, but the food critic yeah. that one caught me off guard yeah it caught a lot of people off guard. i mean you look yeah. you look at someone like anthony bourdain and he is doing every day for work what people strive to do Right in their vacation time, exactly. which is he he travels the world, tries delicious food, meets interesting people. He's making lots of money. Seems like from the outside Seems he's like, got like it made, creatively fulfilled. Like and yeah, it has, it just has a like has a nice viewpoint on life. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. every time he kind of had a wrap up at one of his shows, it was like 
sweet and uh i don't know it just was a nice little insight into like the human condition right. he seemed and like it, a really warm person and then i don't at know the end of the day, and avici too the the dj uh, you know, died from from I believe that was a suicide as well. But there's so many people who have successful lives and they seem so happy from the outside. But there there are these people who are constantly battling the same exact depression that you at home might be battling, and you're not alone. It's a very very important message. I really appreciate that you've done this, and uh, you guys should definitely check it out. And not just uh, that stuff as well. I mean, your your body of work is amazing. And in cyanide and happiness, what do you do with those guys? Um. I pretend to be an artist for them. Yeah, um, you're so good, dude. <laughs> um, so I do background art for a lot of the the series, the cartoon shorts. Uh, I'm currently working on the Freak Freak Apocalypse uh, point and click adventure game. Yeah. Uh, so on that, I'm doing uh, background art, UI interface design, which all this stuff I've never touched before. Yeah. But uh, Chris Wilson, who's one of the original creators is who brought me into this Chris is amazing good friend of mine yeah right like he literally changed my career in terms yeah. of hey you can have a career in art yeah. guess what you yeah. know uh, when he brought me on board back in like 2009 2010 and he's like hey I want you to do the UI interface I'm like dude I've never done that and he goes I trust you here we go and so, so cool I'm yeah I'm working on the game and, and uh, we had Rob on the show from Cyanide Happiness and I should also mention that game is is being developed by a good friend of mine and a good friend of the show Roger yeah, Barr Roger Barr yeah uh, Roger Barr he's a very cool guy very knowledgeable I actually met him for the first time in San Diego last year yeah kind of saw his uh, I think it's Graveyard Chasers was Graveyard the, Chasers yeah, that's right and yeah I just love the whole like throwback you know NES Super Nintendo feel to it. Yeah, it's and, fantastic. Uh, yeah, he's a super cool guy. I admire his long hair. <laughs> I can't have it. Yeah, you know it's uh, it's not that big of a deal though if you don't unless unless. Yeah, I mean some would say it might be even be overrated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like um, unless it's in the middle of your eyebrows. That's correct. You're <laughs> you should just guy. grow that out. <laughs> I should. Like a Fu Manchu around your nose. I don't want to turn that girl the coffee shop on too much. That's hey, <laughs> if you like the unibrow. What do you see my back? <laughs> Or my ass crack. <laughs> uh, I should also say thank you to everyone who tuned in to the live show, chatting in the chat room. Thank you to the Super Chats. If you guys don't know what a Super Chat is, if you guys are watching live on YouTube, it's a way to donate a little bit of money and help support the show, and I'll read your comments as a shout-out. We've got some from Pavich Bavin. He sent $4 in two increments. He said, <laughs> Pina Nicolata. This one's for you, Taylor. Hey, that's cool. Has anyone ever called you a Pina Nicolata? No. Oh, there you go. There's a first. And we got one from Catherine in the chat room for $2. She says, this is a super chat. Apostolos for two euros says, this super chat is to support the news by Taylor. Thank you, Apostolos. Aww. Super cool. And then a- another one from Apostolos for two euros says, Maddox, write a book. Astronaut crappy drawings. <laughs> That's pretty good. I think I may. Anyway, guys, thank you again for supporting the show. We may be doing this live again. Leave a comment on on Facebook. If you go to madcastmedia.com, you can leave a comment on there. Let us know what you guys think of this live show. If you guys want to see more of these, uh, we'd love to get some of your feedback. Thank you again to Sean Koss for coming on the show. Thanks, guys. Sean, amazing work. Thank you to the first tangent officer, Ron Babcock. You know, it reminds me of a story. And thank you to the journalist in moderation, Taylor Nicolai. Journalist in moderation. But most of all, you're welcome. Hey, your whole aesthetic is informed by Street Fighter 2. Does that mean you have thick-ass thighs like Chun Li? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I do bad ombre. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast Shows on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. 
Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network.